The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, hey, listen, is, I, I just want to know, is Cincinnati just all the way back? Because, man, we were, I mean, we were in our fields about Cincinnati, so, yes, you know, so through the first, you know, four weeks. And then, like, the last couple of weeks, they've looked just incredible. Are they just all the way back? And here's another question for you, Matt. What are they doing differently that – all of a sudden, this offense just looks like it was from 2021. They're actually doing quite a bit differently. Um, and this is some of the stuff I, I wrote about in, in Jamar Chase's in-season tracking uh, data and some of uh, the stuff we talked about on the podcast that, you know, they're just having Jamar Chase just run go routes, go routes, go routes, go routes against cover two. And that's – it just – it's never, it's never going to work because you're asking Joe Burrow to make – some crazy hero throws, but one of the couple of changes they've made the last two weeks. Um, and, and I want to give Zach Taylor credit for this. I okay. also wish he would have figured this out in week one, not okay. in week six, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll give him some credit for it. So the last two weeks, Joe Burrow yeah. has taken 87.5% of his dropbacks out of shotgun. Um, hmm. 9.2% under center, uh, or excuse, under centers, you know, like 12.5%. So, um, that's great because then Joe Burrow doesn't have to turn his back to the defense, you know, doing play action that way. And, um, you know, th- it just makes so much more sense because you have a leaky offensive line. You, what's the point of having him drop back? You know, it's similar to what I've said with like the Rams, like they should never have Stafford go under center. They should have him in shotgun every time, because then at that point you can just read the field. Like you can just read the field out. You can pick up matchups, pre-snap, all that type of stuff when you're just sitting back there in shotgun, which is what Joe Burrow's really, really good at doing. He's a good pre-snap quarterback. Um, he's got, you know, a, a great set of weapons. So he should have a favorable matchup every single time. Uh, right. When you're doing it that way and their pass rate over expectation has shot up over the last two weeks, you know, in the first five weeks, they were like 2.2% pass rate over expectation. They've been over 20%, over 21% in each of their wow. last two games. So they're just saying like, okay, our run game's not working. We're going to stop trying to run the ball, which also has been a problem the last two years because uh, their run game is, is almost all under center stuff. And then, so when they go to like play action of the shotgun, you, you are not, you don't believe like that's not buy it. They're not buying it because mm-hmm. they're not going to do so that now they've started to run Joe Mixon out of shotgun, which is like, whatever, break down those walls so that you're less predictable. Because even as the Bengals were firing off last year, they were extremely predictable. And here's the last thing I'll say that um, makes this uh, really interesting. 
la- you know, last game against the Falcons and the Falcons defense is bad. Okay. Like, especially mm-hmm. once AJ Terrell gets hurt in that game, um, they're, they're, they're not, they're not equipped to stop guys uh, like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all these other players, you know? Okay. So that's just, it's not going to, it's not going to go well, but they still ran a lot of um, a lot of those cover two looks, especially early in the game. Uh, and what was, and, and dude, Tyler Boyd has a hundred yards before you can even blink. Of course right. he does, because where do you want to attack a cover two defense? You want to do it kind of up the seams. If yes. you've got the two safeties, the two high stuff over there, uh, you've got the, you know, your, the, those go routes, have them take the safeties to the sideline and just rip Tyler Boyd on those middle of the field routes. And I actually think that's something that, you know, I feel really good about. I bumped Tyler Boyd up the rest of the season rankings. Cause if they're going to change this style of offense and they're going to attack the middle of the field more, I mean, hell yeah, that's what we're looking for, you know, and you're getting Jamar Chase on more opportunities um, to make big plays after the catch, you know, which is a big part of it. So they've really taken a lot of what was not working in the in the first five weeks and burned it and just debuted kind of a whole different approach the last two weeks. And they really should have been doing this from week one, but I'm giving them credit for doing it now. You, you got to credit the coaching staff, too, because. A lot of times coaches will say, oh, the pass game's not working. So you know what? Let's go into more of a shell. How often have we mm-hmm. seen that before, Matt? They, but this time they said, no, what we're going to do, pass game isn't working. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to do more passing. Yep, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I, I love that. I absolutely love that about what the Bengals have done. Um, and I think that shotgun thing that you were talking about, the percentage is there. That is to me such an interesting number. So that is cool. Um, and I give, I do give the coaching staff huge credit for that. Um, Zach, listen, they could have absolutely gone into a shell and they didn't. So kudos to them. A hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow, 80.3% of his dropbacks were out of the shotgun or just snap percentage, uh, out of the shotgun in, in week seven, that was the eighth highest among all quarter. Well, I'll say seventh highest because number one was Brock Purdy, but that doesn't count because he got in that game right. really late. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, his pressure rate, Joe Burrow, uh, just 22.2%. That was the eighth lowest among all quarterbacks because he's got that time to sit back there and shotgun, pick up the matchups. He was only blitzed on 4.4% of his dropbacks uh, was Joe Burrow. So that is something to monitor going forward. But um, that's almost even more impressive that they didn't blitz at all. And uh, that he still is able to find those matchups pre-snap. So like, yeah, you have a, you have one of the dudes in Joe Burrow, right? Like you have a guy put more on his plate. That's exactly what this type of offense the last two weeks, shotgun heavy, a lot of pre-snap reads. That's what do do that. Okay. Like put more on that guy's shoulder because he can handle it. And he has that intense chemistry with a guy like Jamar. And you just have matchup beaters at all three spots. Like Tyler Boyd's, not right. a, you know, he's not in the class of Higgins or, or Chase, but he's a really, really good big slot receiver. And even like yeah. Hayden Hurst has been good this year. You know, Hayden Hurst still had like six catches in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. And again, I get it. The Falcons defense sucks. And like you know, the Saints <laughs> were really banged up the week prior. So there's some of that that you have to take into right. account for. But the fact that the approach was different. Right. Structurally, is, it's different. Yes. That's more important than the results to me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about Pittsburgh here a little bit. And oh my god, I, do you have to? I mean, listen. I, I said a couple weeks ago I wasn't worried about Deontay Johnson. As a matter of fact, I said, hey, listen, the the emergence of uh, of Pickens actually helps. Deontay Johnson because the 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 tide lifts all boats all those kind of things the offense is in a better spot um, and and Pickett is still going to target Deontay Johnson heavily which is what we have seen Deontay Johnson being heavily targeted but Matt there is no question about it he's being targeted and there's no chemistry whatsoever. Four weeks into this, you know, Kenny Pickett regime now, Deontay Johnson has looked just flat out bad and unproductive 50% catch rate with Pickett at under center. It, I don't understand what's happening. From a route running perspective, clearly he's getting open. Yeah. Kenny Pickett can't get him the damn ball. <laughs> um, yeah, so since week five, uh, Deontay Johnson is 25% target share of the offense, 30 targets overall, just 15 catches. Um, brutal. Not great. Just totally brutal. 34.1% uh, of the team air yards. That leads the team, obviously, in that span. Yeah, Deontay Johnson's still getting open. Now, he's made some mistakes. He's a mistake-prone player. We've talked about the, that. Even as much mm -hmm. as we like Deontay Johnson, he's going to make some mind-bending mistakes every now and again. But mm – -hmm. I man, I just I was just charting George Pickens uh, for the rookie report to talk about at the top, and I went into it just like I hate I hate this offense. I I honestly feel uh, bad about how hard I was on Big Ben, and that takes a lot for me to say <laughs> that. Okay, <laughs> I was I feel bad for how hard I was on Big Ben the last couple of years because I'm not sure all this was his fault. Not that it's the receivers' okay. fault. I mean. But it's this offense, Matt Canada's offense, might be the worst designed offense in the entire NFL. Wow, passing game perspective. I mean, it's it's go routes, it's slants, it's hitches, and that's it, dude. It's like they don't do anything to take advantage of like middle of the field windows. They don't take uh, like inter in the intermediate areas. It's just like little slants and drag routes, and you know, it's weird because they get Deontay Johnson on these like shallow crossing routes on these screen routes. And I mean, he's fine after the catch. He's fine from a speed perspective, but I mean, they throw to him like he's Debo Samuel. Like he's going to go out there and break like three <laughs> tackles and get you a first down on, on third and short. I mean, the way it's just, it can't just be a big Ben problem because I mean, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky throwing short of the sticks on third right. down, you know, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, like, funneling targets in the short area of the field and you know chase claypool said after this week that you know we should get we got to get more go balls like i need more go balls deontay johnson needs more go balls uh, george pickens needs more go hey joe george pickens running a shit ton of go routes right he's just running down the field down the field getting his steps in getting his getting his cardio in but he's not even getting a ton of looks all the time and you know george pickens i think is really good he's still like a, a rookie receiver that isn't and he, his, his catches are elite, right? Like his, his contested catches right. are elite, but he's not always consistently getting open on those, on those go routes or stuff like that. So I don't know, man, I'm uh, I really hate the way this offense is designed. I don't like uh, almost anything about it. And um, I feel really, I don't feel confident in any Steelers player, like going forward in fantasy that includes George Pickens. That includes Deontay Johnson uh, because, and also like, I don't know what's our, 
What's our temperature check on Kenny Pickett so far? Uh, what has he got? Two two touchdowns and seven interceptions, something like that, or seven turnovers? It's uh, it's it's real yeah, that's bad. Not great. <laughs> that's real bad. Um, I was tweeting with uh, Ben Solak after the game because um, he had he basically said uh, this is what like Kenny Pickett was sort of billed in the in the draft lead up as like a. I think because he was an older player, you know, he played a lot of college football. Like, oh, he's a really high end processor. You know, he's like a a Kirk right. Cousins type of guy. And right. um, you know, Ben was making the point like that's actually not how he won in college. He actually won with athleticism and like trying to out, you know, like tr- basically tr- tr- trying to win with his tools, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't. He wasn't like a high-end pre-snap processor. He wasn't all that type of stuff. He was actually winning more so with athleticism and stuff like that. Um, and I actually think Pickett is a pretty good athlete. Like he gets kind of he's yeah he gets out on the move and like he gets scrambling a little bit. He certainly brings more you know out of pocket ability than Ben Roethlisberger did last year. You know he's not just a stone pocket statue. But yeah, I, I I would say he's got functional mobility. You yes. know, it, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's like a great athlete, but no, I think pocket presence wise, I think he gets it. I think he feels it. Um, and again, functional mobility wise, I, I think I think that part of his game is actually pretty noticeable. Like, you know, Mitch Trubisky, for example, Matt, like he's a better athlete than Kenny Pickett. But you can't tell me the guy's got functional mobility. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with you on that. Um you know, and but the, again, the, the to to bring it back to Ben Solak's point was like, you can see he's still trying to win that way in the NFL. You know, like writing checks that his arm just can't cash. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's playing as if he's got all the he plays like he's got all the tools, but he doesn't have all the tools. I mean that that last interception to Deontay Johnson, you know, in man coverage, it is a really low percentage throw, and like he wasn't even close on that. No. Like nothing. He didn't, there was no way Johnson could make a play on the ball. Any of that stuff. Um, terrible. you know, it was terrible. And, and, you know, I, I said to Ben after the game, I was like, that's that evaluation that you just posted. That sounds an awful lot like Taylor Heineke, you know, um, <laughs> writing, you know, writing checks that his arm can't cash playing. Like okay. the best, the best thing about Taylor Heineke is he, he plays like he's Patrick Mahomes, but the worst thing sometimes that he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes, he, get, he like makes those throws. And uh, Ben just sent me back a screenshot of Nate Tice, who works for the Athletic, and he was mm-hmm. his pre-draft comp- comparison was on Kenny Pickett was Taylor Heineke, and I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> no! that's oh, not what you want to no. hear. So, but I I think that oh, you no. know we're so early into Kenny Pickett's career, yeah. you know he he, he missed time in that in his second start there uh, with a concussion against the Buccaneers, you know, Mitch had to come in and win that game. Um, So, you know, it's, we're really early, but I do think like he's got to figure out more how to play within himself. God though. But I mean, then we're just kind of more short timing passes, rhythm, stuff like that. And I think that this offense is already too much in that. And you know, the pressure numbers aren't that bad on, on Kenny Pickett over the last couple of weeks. Like he's, you know, in the bottom uh, 15 or, but you know, bottom half of the league in terms of pressures on his dropback since week five. So, uh, but you know, in terms of completions of 10 plus air yards, he's completed uh, or just 10 plus yards in general, 36.4% of his completions have gone for 10 plus uh, yards since week five. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seventh worst, seventh worst. 
Can I, I'll give you one other stat that is uh, pro Pickett. Um, and I know we're sitting here saying, oh, you know, he hasn't played that well, which I, I think is true. He, he has not played that well. Um, but uh, according to Next Gen Stats, he, he does have a 2.3% completion rate over expectation. Over expectation. Okay. And that 2.3% is actually, it's actually the fourth best in the NFL. Geno Smith leads the way, 8.2% over expectation. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, Jameis Winston in that conversation, too. It's Derek Carr at 2.4%, and then it's Kenny Pickett. So there's something there to maybe, if you're looking for a little nugget of positivity, um, you know, you could certainly say not all of it is his fault. Um, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's part of the offense, too. Uh, it just, can we, I don't want to say, can we stop with the wide receiver screens, but can we, can, no, can we say, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> can we stop, can we with, stop the wi- with the wide enough, receiver screens enough already with the wide receiver screens. Also, I, and I, um, I, my eyes almost rolled out of the back of my head when, um, <laughs> there was this, the, the next gen stat on the, I think it was next gen stats during the broadcast, yeah. like had the, on the lower third, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers lead the NFL in um, wide receiver rushing attempts. It's like, oh, my God, like none of your dudes are that guy. Like even no. I mean, maybe Chase Claypool. But like, again, I like Deontay Johnson, but it's De- Deontay Johnson is not Cooper Cup. He's not Debo Samuel. He's not like some after the catch monster. Like get him out there running freaking dig routes, like post routes, like use the deep and middle intermediate yeah. of the field. Like those are your money making throws in the NFL and they don't do any of that stuff. It's again, it's just, it's slants, it's drags, it's shallow crossers and it's go routes and that's it. And it's, it is just, it's a, it's a, it's a Mickey mouse offense. And like, by the way, Matt Canada, <laughs> Matt Canada was a college like offensive coordinator who never really hit it big. You know, it's like, I think Mike I Tomlin needs to like, I have know. a look in the, have have a look in the mirror and wonder like, what are we doing on offense? And like, is this really the like? I think you should ask the question right now because you're not going anywhere this year. You're gonna you're right. two and five. You know you Correct. suck. You're not you're not gonna be good this year. Um, yeah, I, I do think because that's like think about how Matt Canada got into the job too. Like they fired Randy Finkner. I think it was I think it was either mid season. It might have been a mid season firing actually. Like and Matt yeah, Canada was the true. quarterback coach. They promoted him and then Canada really got to put his fingerprints on the offense last year in his first year as a coordinator and. Did anybody like watching the Pittsburgh Steelers offense last year? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think that it was I think weird. like it was weird, it right, was man? Because wasn't it? It was like it was a lot of the same stuff. And I, and actually, when when that happened, I just thought, oh, well, that's just Big Ben, like commandeering so the too, offense, yeah. you know. But I, I, I mean, so too, yeah. now we're away from Big Ben, and it's still the same stuff. Like, you know, we're seeing way too many wide receiver screens, all these jet sweeps um, to to again to to wide receivers that are not like jet sweep specialists, you know. Hey man, I hope everyone has a great week number eight. Um, I've got a few, I got a few bangers coming out this week in terms of skits, man, that I'm really excited to share with people. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, that'd be cool at James Deco. Uh, and you can follow Matt as well. I think we're both trying to build our TikTok base a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, I haven't talked about it publicly because I'm ashamed, but I am on TikTok. Uh, but I'm just posting like, I'm just posting these podcasts. Clips of this clips show. And- yeah, clips of this show and 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 go. of my Yahoo shows as well. Uh, Attaboy, my God, I'm 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 not gonna go out there and be full on TikTok because that's just it's too much for me. But I'm I'm I, hear you. I am I am putting some modicum of effort into it, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll get I don't know, I don't know. 
We'll see what happens. All right, there you go. Why don't you guys? Why, why, don't, you, <laughs> why don't you guys go to the website receptionperception.com. Check us out there. Uh, become a subscriber, man. Support Matt's work, if you will. All right, so there you go. That's the show for Matt Harmon. I am James Coe. I hope everyone has a great week. Eight. We'll see you.